Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. In this week's episode, we will discuss education reform on mission. Hello, everyone. This is Danielle Washington coming to you live from Ms. Buffy Williams' office. <laughs> Just sitting around thinking about life and trying to become better people tonight, so check us out. Welcome back. You're on the air with Buffy Williams, and you have been listening to the New Heights Show on Education. We have been discussing the show's purpose on mission. Good evening. This is your host, Buffy Williams, and you're listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. I'd like to uh, take a moment to, again, reflect on our current situation in the world and give our listeners a opportunity to kind of just relax and take a deep breath. Um, I use this little, uh, I have a little, what you call a stress ball that talks on my desk in my office. And I sometimes squeeze it when things get just a little bit too uptight. So I'm going to squeeze it for you guys and let you listen to it. Relax. Calm down now. Don't stress. Take it easy. And that usually kind of lightens the mood a little bit. But Tonight, I have a thought for everyone in the spirit of, you know, let's just all just take a deep breath and just take it easy because um, with everything that's going on in the world right now, um, a lot of people are very tense about certain situations. So I have some thoughts for you tonight. Take a deep breath. And just enjoy your life. Just be. Make time for yourself. If you are lonely, grieving, exhausted, frustrated, afraid, or if you're just angry, 
just take it easy and sit with it. We're all at home together. My heart and prayers and thoughts go out to all of the ones who are making everything more comfortable for us at home by continuing to service our community, service our hospitals, and um, definitely our law enforcement and our service members who are stepping into the front lines of making um, things more comfortable for all of us at home. So I want to extend a thank you to them, and I want all of us to just take a deep breath and just take some time for ourselves. On tonight's episode, we're going to discuss advanced placement AP versus dual enrollment. On last week's show, we discussed the importance of teachers and administrators attending educational conferences and receiving professional development and continuing education credits. Um, Because after all, we're all lifelong learners. So it's inevitable. So students, um, it doesn't stop after high school or college. Uh, We're in it for the long haul. Um, On tonight's episode, we're going to explore the differences and the distinction between advanced placement versus dual enrollment classes and how it benefits the students and the parents Uh, in our system of education. So let us hear your thoughts. Call us at 917-948-7542 or put your comments in the chat or tag us on social media using the hashtag NHEG or as always, you can post your comments on Twitter at Buffy underscore Awaken or on Spreaker or Instagram or YouTube. And I'd like to thank my listeners out there who are giving me um, positive feedback on all the social media platforms. I um, look forward to reading your comments uh, after each show. But remember that my fellow uh, host at New Heights, Erica Hansen, her show airs on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So when we think about defining or not think about it, but when we um, look at the definition for dual enrollment, uh, according to the Department of Higher Education and um, ed.gov is, again, um, one of my resources for tonight. When we look at the definition for it, it reads programs are facilitated. Dual enrollment programs are facilitated through a partnership between the high school or the K-12 through district um, and the local institution of higher education, which allows the students to simultaneously earn high school and college credits by taking college-level courses that are taught at their high schools. And in some cases, these dual enrollment courses can be taken in a college classroom on a college campus, or they can be taken online. Um, But unlike advanced placement, um, which have a national curriculum, dual enrollment courses are designed by partnering colleges and universities, and they tend to cost significantly less than traditional college classes. Um, And this saves students money and also allowing them to get a jump start on the post-secondary degree. And 
when we talk about the differences between advanced placement and dual enrollment, I know that maybe this is the first time that some people have heard this or maybe people have heard this throughout the years and they're still trying to distinguish between, you know, what's the best format. But again, the dual enrollment classes, those are classes that are, again, facilitated by the partnerships um, with the schools and institutions of higher education to partner to either offer those courses in an online format on the college campus. And I have even seen college professors actually come to the schools where the students are. And I know that that would have been helpful because if you're looking at offering dual enrollment versus um, AP classes, which are advanced place, advanced placement classes, um, of course, advanced placement classes are part of the curriculum at the actual high school. And as the definition reads, it is um, a national curriculum. So they are taught by um, high school uh, teachers. And so the, the major distinction there is that even though um, your high school teacher might also be doubling as, um, you know, working as a second job as a, a college professor, um, that's not the particular role that they play within that K through 12 area. And so for dual enrollment, you're looking at institutions of higher education actually providing that course. And so when you're trying to distinguish which one should you choose, um, a lot of people have one, expressed that maybe one option is more attractive than the other. Um, so for most high school students and trying to figure out if they're going to take an advanced load um, or take advanced placement versus um, actually doing dual enrollment, it comes down to a matter of, number one, access. Do the students have access to um, actually getting to those classes um, and attempting to achieve their goals? And students who choose um, advanced placement, sometimes they think that that, is, that could be a better option um, because it's a national curriculum and they feel like more Ivy League schools will recognize that because they uh, are tasked with um, learning uh, more in-depth or more rigorous, so they feel, um, coursework. And so the, the answers vary between the students and the teachers and administrators who um, make comments um, regarding the advanced placement versus the dual enrollment. One of the other major distinctions was that with the advanced placement, a student takes that particular course. Um, and with both of these, these are on the 5.0 scale. And the students with advanced placement have to essentially take the course throughout the year that is tailored towards um, a final exam that determines whether or not they're going to receive both high school credit and college credit. And so we're talking about advanced placement. So when they take the advanced placement class, they could very well make an A and, you know, receive extra credit as far as boosting their GPA at their high school. But if they do not pass the exam at the end of the AP class, then they do not receive the college credit. 
And because it's a natural national curriculum, it is um, more widely accepted throughout um, all, most colleges and universities. Whereas the other distinction between dual enrollment is that most dual enrollment agreements are with maybe the local um, institutions of higher education, and they may offer college credit for the course because it's a local high school, but they won't necessarily, if you go to an Ivy League school, accept that dual enrollment credit. So there are pros and cons to each side of the argument, but also if you're going to take the advanced placement exam, which is something that's also noted in the literature that there are a lot of low-income students who are not really cognizant of the fact, and I'm sure that it's, it's stated in the um, syllabus at the beginning of the class, um, but that once you take that advanced placement class and in order to take the exam, there is a fee associated with that. And this could be um, an issue for some low-income students um, just by virtue of, you know, having to ask their parents yet again, um, because if they're in advanced uh, placement or dual enrollment, maybe they're in 10th, 11th, or 12th grade, um, they're paying other fees that are associated with school. And so this is one additional thing that their parents have to pay for. And so looking at the equity um, of it all and, you know, are these AP classes versus dual enrollment classes? This is something that you need to talk with your high school counselor about if you're interested in very early on, especially dual enrollment. I know that sometimes you even have to probably start talking, having that conversation as a rising um, ninth grader, which means at the end of your eighth grade year, you kind of need to already be thinking about, or even your seventh grade year, I would say, um, but be thinking about what um, avenue you want to take because, you know, the sooner you start um, if, uh, preparing for what avenue you'd like to take, then it kind of dictates everything that you, you do after that. Everything is in lockstep, you know, so to speak, so that, you know, once you accomplish one thing, then it kind of locks in and places you in a good position to do something else. And so some students are totally clueless about advanced placement or dual enrollment and you can see the bewilderment on their face when you ask them well are you taking dual enrollment classes or advanced placement classes and they may say I didn't realize that was an option because maybe their parents actually went to um, curriculum night um, and talked with the counselors or maybe their parents didn't get an opportunity to because they were they were working and so they got the works the all the paperwork sent home and so everything wasn't clearly explained or maybe the parents didn't take time to uh, go to the schools um, and ask these questions, or maybe they don't even know to ask these questions. And so um, there are a lot of different variants in the differences. And so teachers and experts in the field uh, also share that students, um, they don't have to take, they like the idea of sometimes not having to take that final exam at the end so if they do dual enrollment, it's just a matter of them actually doing well in the course over the, the length of the class period. And then just like with any of their other high school courses, 
they do well, they know what the um, grading system is. Maybe if they don't do as well on this particular exam, um, then they do well on the next. And then overall, they do great in the class and then they they pass the class and um, in the dual enrollment class and they end up passing the course. Whereas in AP class, you can actually do fairly decent in the class, but then take the exam and then not get any college credit for it. Um, so that's the the pros and the cons, I guess you can say. And then you must score, if you're taking the advanced placement test, the highest you can score is a five um, possible score, and you have to score at least a... At One Day University, we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. Three, um, in order to get credit um, from for that course. So we're talking about um, advanced placement versus dual enrollment. And we're going to take a short break and we'll be back in a moment. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Welcome back. I'm your host, Buffy Williams, and you're listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. And tonight's topic is advanced placement, AP, versus dual enrollment classes. Uh, and we talked before the break about kind of the differences between the two. And I know that, uh, you know, AP versus dual enrollment is something um, that a lot of people ask. And how can we have better access to receiving information regarding these things? But, you know, students, they have varying opinions about it. Sometimes they feel that, you know, if I take an AP course, um, I have better access to my teacher. Um, I have more access to my teacher. I'm here with them all day. Maybe I can come and talk with them before school starts or during their planning period or after school and ask questions about anything that I'm having difficulty with versus a college professor where they might not be um, on campus during their office hours and then having to, you know, work that through. And so, um, Everyone has their varying opinions, but we're hoping to give you a better perspective on the differences between the two so that you can 
um, make a more educated decision about whether or not you want your child to participate in advanced placement classes versus dual enrollment. And the two main differences, you know, between the courses is that dual enrollment classes require you to pass the class and do well in the coursework, whereas um, advanced placement, even though you're receiving college, I mean, high school credit for doing well based on what you've learned, you also have an AP exam at the end, which you have to pay to take um, that ensures um, that you've learned the course material and you've learned the correct material and you can actually apply it. You know, so some local colleges do offer dual enrollment credits um, and it's guaranteed to transfer to that college. So if a student is looking at going to the local community college, you know, some of the literature says that, you know, it's all about the credit. So if you're going to a local community college and you know you're going to be there for two years, you know that this course is accepted, then you may opt to do dual enrollment because you know that that credit is going to transfer um, and that, you know, it's an easy transfer for you. You'll already have a leg up on some of the other students that are staying there. But if you're looking at going to an Ivy League school or a school that is not necessarily in your local area, but may be out of state um, or maybe a more competitive school away, um, not saying that you can't still transfer to those schools after you finish your associate's degree at your local college, because you could very well do that. But um, if you're looking at doing that, the national curriculum for the AP classes may be something that you may lean more towards because um, even though there's not a guarantee that they will um, accept the dual enrollment courses because the course was set up by the local college. And so they may have different criteria for their curriculum. It's not that they just um, dismiss it. It's just that every college has their certain components that go within into a curriculum. And if that course does not meet those com key components and it's not comparable, then they won't give you credit for that. So some people will say that, you know, the AP equivalent to physics and chemistry or biology may not be comparable in another area. And so you want to look at those things and look at those options for your child and see what works best for you. And, you know, teachers' um, answers also vary within this um, literature and information that dual enrollment courses, of course, um, may offer um, some people the to um, who are looking at um, higher education and looking at what type of textbooks they're going to use. Of course, if you're using a, you're going to a dual enrollment class, you have a college textbook um, versus AP classes where you have the advanced placement um, textbook that has been approved um, by by the school. And so that's a little bit different. And then there's a heavier workload, no matter if you take the AP class or the course curriculum. So you have to know your child and you have to know if your child can handle the rigor of the classes or courses or if they want to be challenged in that way or if you want to challenge them in that way um, so that they can make a choice and, you know, learn the theoretical or 
approaches or techniques for the different curriculum courses that that are offered. And remember that dual enrollment um, courses are two college semesters, right? And so if you're doing dual enrollment, essentially in the first half of the school year, you're going to have one course, which is going to mean that you're going to cover a lot of different materials um, within that freshman um, curriculum within that particular term. And then when they come back for the spring, they're going to actually be taking a totally different course versus in the advanced placement class, they're going to probably have that course um, throughout the year. And so that's another um, thing that students might want to um, consider because, again, there are great benefits to both. It's just a matter if the student is trying to, you know, make their um, application more attractive because maybe they're going to a school away um, from home or out of the state, or if they're planning on going to their local college or community college, you know, right after high school and dual enrollment it is a better option for them. And so obviously to receive, you know, AP credit, again, you have to pass the exam and dual enrollment, you don't. Um, so um, doing well in either of these classes over um, the span of the year depends on whether or not your child will be um you feel your child will be able to accept um, the curriculum and the coursework and the heavy workload of whichever structure um, is there. Because I know that some students opt to take statistics, sometimes they take mathematics or literature or history. And the data shows um, from a study that was conducted in 2017 to 2018 that, you know, in the areas of dual enrollment, for let's say psychology course, um, there were 10,000 students enrolled for dual enrollment, but for advanced placement, there were over 33,000, a little over 33,000. And so in the areas of, let's say, uh, U.S. government, there were a little less than 10,000 for dual enrollment and a little more than 10,000 students enrolled in AP classes for U.S. government. And so it kind of varies and it jumps. Um, and also another one I thought, because it was a big um, difference gap there uh, for dual enrollment for U.S. history, only about 7,000 students enrolled in that particular year. But for advanced placement for U.S. history, there were 31,000. So I thought those were pretty interesting to statistics. But again, you have to know your child. And all of this knowledge is going to be useful. Just support your child within that process of whatever they're deciding to do. Um, because um, these course curriculums and dual enrollment courses are becoming mainstream pathways to higher education. And, and education is changing. And so uh, students can receive these credits at a reduced cost. But we also have to understand that there's a widespread collaboration um, regarding these programs and um, ensuring the equity and ensuring that um, students are able to access this information and that the literature out there is um, welcoming enough so that these students um, can actually um, benefit from it. And, and as a result of this, you know, students have and families have saved a lot of money because 
um, especially if they are going to a community college, the, co the cost difference uh, is very substantial and can save uh, parents a lot of um, money in the end. But there are some disparities, of course, as you would know, between who in, who's enrolled in these courses, who goes to dual enrollment, who enrolls in dual enrollment versus AP classes. And so what we want to do is we just want to be an avenue so that parents and students can have the information and make an educated and informed decision by sitting down with their counselor and saying, even if they don't understand everything from the segment today, they can look at the research, they can look, talk to their um, local administrators and, um, you know, decide for themselves what's going to be the best thing for them and their child. Because when I was in school, you know, children had to drive um, to the university to actually take these dual enrollment classes. And for fa some families, this can prove um, to be very challenging because I know for me, if there's only one car in the house and for the child to take the car and the parent has to go to work and the other parent has to go to work, you know, how do you make that decision um, as to how the child is going to get there? But now it's different. So the students may be able to take those classes um, online or actually some of these colleges and, and institutions have started to provide transportation. So we hope that you gain a little bit more knowledge um, regarding um, advanced placement and dual enrollment and um, understand the differences between the two. And I hope I was able to give you more insight on um, how competitive um, colleges, um, high schools can be, and in comparison to charter schools, private schools, or homeschooling, or public schools, and looking at, you know, all of your options and how it's going to best benefit your, um, your child, and try to dispel, you know, myths about um, who can actually access these classes, because there's a lot of policy and reform out there. Um, 200 bills have been introduced by 40 states regarding dual enrollment um, and provisions on improving access um, so that numerous agencies like nonprofits, lawmakers, and policymakers are really looking at making this more transparent in their reporting of dual enrollment access and so that the outcome can focus on um, making it available for all students. And so we want to focus on the important issues um, and provide uh, quality education and curriculum for our students um, using the return on investment. You know, if I invest in my child's education, you know, what are they going to gain from it? And what are we as a country, as a nation, as a community going to gain from it? So I hope that you enjoyed um, tonight's episode. And on next week's episode, I will be reading um, issue three of the Easy Tunes comic book. And the topic is gaining a friend. Thank you. We hope that you join us next week.
that's our time and you have been listening to the new heights show on education i'm your host buffy williams if you like what you've heard search for us on your smart speaker and listen to us anytime thank you for listening good night until we meet again next tuesday night 6 p.m central standard time 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we discuss next week's topic. Enjoy expanded content from the New Heights Education Group hosts on Blog Talk, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Watch No Learning. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.